Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, it's Finn Dwyer from the Irish History Podcast. And this is a Staycast from Acast. Please, please, please follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. While you're staying at home, I would recommend another great show that's worth checking out. It's Unexplained by Richard McLean Smith. It's a beautifully produced and gripping show that looks at unusual and sometimes unnerving occurrences from the past and present. It's perfect escapism. Check out Unexplained on the Acast app or wherever you get podcasts. And you join us once again at Chronicle Towers for yet another podcast of all things NUFC. You join myself, Neil Cameron, Lee Ryder, young Andy Fowler, not so young Mark Douglas. Um, And it's been a strange old week yet again. Um, More criticism about the club. Um, Talks of a protest happening tomorrow at the Hull City game, which is a big enough game anyway, and we will see what happens then. Um, Lee, I'm going to come to you first. Protests in Newcastle United, they had one just about oh, just over a year ago, they had a march against Mike Ashley. It didn't work because, let's be honest, he's the 252nd richest man in the world, and that doesn't happen. This is a wee bit different if it takes off, and we don't know if it's going to have, what kind of effect it'll have. This is a very personal one against the manager. Is this going to have any effect on him which you're taking at all? Well, I think it's already had some effect on him because obviously, as we know, we were down at Southampton last week and he didn't turn up for his press conference. So obviously he was hurt by what was going on down there. He looks a little bit like a broken man to me at the moment, especially from from his press conference yesterday. Another couple of, you could argue, little digs at, at, at the media contained within that. But... His record speaks for itself and I think the fans are just frustrated now and this is their way of displaying their, their unhappiness. Mark, you taking your hard out banner to the game when you sit up in the stand tomorrow or are you just going to sit back and see what everyone else is saying for themselves? No, I mean, in all seriousness, you know, there's, there's no personal agenda from this newspaper or from me personally against, against Alan Pardew. I, you know, I do feel that the protests leaves me feeling a little bit uneasy you know I can't mm-hmm. I can't lie it it does I just don't like the personal nature of it in some ways but I think that Newcastle United have brought this on themselves people when they're not listened to have to make their voice extremely loud and you know if Newcastle United aren't listening to the supporters at the moment the rest of the football world certainly is because we've had lots of uh, requests for for interviews and things like that so so they are now suddenly a focus of things so this this protest even plans of this protest have kind of achieved what they've tried to do which is to actually bring this issue and the issue of Pardew and the issue that, that there's a lot of lazy people out there who say oh well Newcastle finished fifth and finished tenth two, two and a bit years yeah, ago yeah exactly and now people kind of know why they're upset and, and so it has, it's already had success I think that's interesting when you say people are not listening 
because I think that is the problem. Andy, I will come to you in a second. I'm just going to come to you again, Lee, if that's... So we, we have been... So we write more about Newcastle United than anyone else, but the wider media, they've had their go as well. It isn't just us. It isn't just... Uh, we are having a dig at the club because, I don't know, we wake up in a bad mood one Wednesday and, mm. and have a go. It seems to be all over the mainstream media broadcast yeah. as well. And I think Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher had a bit of a go on Monday night, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I think that, I think that they've all really... It, it's been under the microscope of, you know, match of the day, Monday night football, Five Live, Talk Sport. Everyone's... You know, every even if you try to turn away from it, you, you're coming back to Newcastle. So it's certainly not just us and... I think what we do is we we de- go into a little bit more detail than than they might. Um, but hey, Newcastle United is a big club. We've got fifty thousand fans. They're the biggest thing about this club. They certainly are, in, in my opinion. Um, but the way Newcastle are acting at the moment is not the the nature of a big club. You have to. Um, you can't try and bury news. You cannot try and ignore things or put your head in the carpet or whatever. And then you cannot also complain when things come out. Um, in in a negative manner, you cannot have it both ways. If you've got fifty thousand fan base, you need to, to communicate them, and I'm pretty sure everyone sitting on this tape will uh, will agree. Yeah, Andy, isn't it a shame that we don't? We talk a lot about non-football, non-directly football-related matters. I've been going to football matches since about 15 years before you were born, unfortunately. And you go to the football because we love football, and we're not talking about that just now. And that, that won't be the talk walking up to St James's. No. Whether that, that changes once the game starts, I, I would imagine it would. Yeah, I think it would be nice, and it would have been nice for quite a while to have just spoken about Newcastle United in a footballing capacity. Unfortunately, that hasn't been nothing, nothing positive. Anyways, a lot been negative, and. You know, as you guys have rightly said, you go to watch the football to enjoy the game, to report on it, whether it's good or bad. And unfortunately, that's taken out of it. You know, tomorrow, the problem is, even if it's an all right performance, that's not what going to people are going to yeah, be talking about. And, and it's a real shame because Newcastle need the performance. Alan Pardew needs the performance, and a bit of a confidence booster. The fans need the performance. But regardless of how that game ends, the talk is going to be of um, of Pardew and the club of other things, Mark. Hull City are a better football team than Newcastle United at the moment. How uh, the Crivens did that happen? Well, I mean, you know, I think... I'm not entirely sure that, that man for man... I mean, again, I am the man who, who last week said that I thought it could be the turning point. Yes, no one, no, one, no one really so, listens to you. You're just yeah. filling space at the moment. No. You, would you not? Because I, 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 would, I would respectfully disagree. I actually think, and it gives me no pleasure to say this, I was looking at the squads and I said, I'd have him and him and him and him in regards of form and Premier League experience. Yeah. Not much in it, but I'd say... You, and I'd, we shouldn't even be having this conversation, yeah, I actually. I think striker-wise, definitely stronger score. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got a more settled back four at the moment as well. I think Newcastle's midfield's always where I've kind of looked and said, you know, this season they could really, you know, they, they, they do look to have a bit more in their midfield. But you are right. And then the reason that Hull are in a better shape than, than Newcastle United at the moment is because they've had uh, three years of investment. They've had, a, they've had an owner who, while I don't agree with everything he's done either, has backed the manager in the transfer window consistently. And that's something that Newcastle United haven't had. They seem to have a manager who also has more of a say to mould his team and his own personality, which Newcastle don't have either. So it's just a kind of, you know, Newcastle just need to tweak, I think, a little bit what they do transfer-wise. But also invest. 
you know, they need to tweak a little bit what they do in terms of the players they do bring in and they need to invest properly. The fact that they haven't has brought us to this. It's the same one or two issues. It's not yeah. like there's some complex thing that's happened this time that hasn't happened. It's been going on for six years. They're consistent. I'll give them that. <laughs> Rob Lee, formerly of this parish, and a very fine columnist for our newspapers, um, he goes on week after week, Lee, about... Uh, the lack of English players, or certainly the lack of players with Premier League experience. And it is a tough old league. It's a very high-tempo league. It's a very skillful league. And if you're coming from abroad to here, which Newcastle have done, as Mark just said, time and again, it's going to take time. Newcastle don't have time. Would you like... OK, the transfer window's shut, but would you much prefer going into a game tomorrow where there was a core of English-British players, or at least players used to our game? Well... A couple of points on that. Just first and foremost, Rob Lee. I mean, there's been a couple of suggestions that uh, you know Newcastle people are against uh, Alan Pardew mm. and Mike Ashley because they're from down south. Um, well, you know, Rob Lee's a great example of a guy who come up here, gave his all, became one of the you know favourite sons almost. He still calls Newcastle yeah. we and us, doesn't he? Which is brilliant. Les Ferdinand's another guy. You know, Kevin Keegan, not born up here, had his links. There's people like Oli Bernard and Nobby Solano from different parts of the mm-hmm. world still living here and calling it their home. For me, it's got nothing to do with where, where you're from. It's whether you're a good player or not. Mm. And um, Are they if, good enough? Uh, well, some of them aren't, no. That, mm. That's the thing. They're, but, you know, you you get you do get a bit of extra credit if you're prepared to run through a kind of brick wall for the club. And uh, I think there is players on there doing their very best. Um you know, I'll bring Paul Dummett into it, you know. Nobody's saying he's the best player in the world, but he's a player that's given it everything. Um, hasn't been in the team the last two games. No. can't see seven goals, which is interesting. <laughs> that's very true. So. Andy, he's, Pardew is going to tinker with his team tomorrow, but that's really all he can do because there isn't five or six changes to be made, is it? No, no. The, well, he, it, again, he's hamstrung by, uh, by injuries. Um, and... You can't then. I like what he did. There. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and well, you know, we're laughing because it's the same thing every year. He doesn't have the backup to bring in those players, and the problem is he's going to have to tinker with a few bits of personnel. But the shape, the form, he's going to have to revert back to what they know, and unfortunately, they don't know too much. About no, we're going to go into our predictions, which are always wonderfully rubbish, but uh, and just talk about the game. But before we do, um, some horrible news during the week about Jonas Gutierrez. Now, we all get a meet players over time in the days when we're allowed to speak to them, and no-one's hardly going to sit here just and go, big Jonas, he wasn't a very nice guy, although, <laughs> but actually, he's a real terrific toff. As in, Mark, he's a... We all wish him the very best, and I'm sure he'll come out of this the other side. But a genuinely nice bloke, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, Honest is uh, is one of those guys who, you know, life and soul of the the party. Whenever you uh, mm. whenever you sort of spoke to him, he was he'd be singing. He'd he'd have you know he'd always have a <laughs> he's nice. He's always day. singing. Isn't yeah, he? <laughs> he was, I mean, a really really nice guy, and I think you know, and a really key part of. You know Newcastle's a real a Newcastle team now that we look back at the team that that brought mm. Newcastle up from the Championship and then the first season back in the in the Premier League when we all thought they'd struggle. There was a real core of uh, players in that in that team who who you know Newcastle. Although they a lot of them took Newcastle down, then they 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 did what they needed to do to bring Newcastle back and really you know they they deserve their part in Newcastle football. Honus is one of those. He's a lovely guy. I think he also played a really big part in that in that in that. 
a really key part of Newcastle's history as well. So, you know, yeah, we all really wish him well. You know, I mean, a, a guy who I think, you know, it, it's been a little bit under the radar what's happened with him. You know, I think we all kind of knew that there was something going mm. on. Um, we all kind of knew that he wasn't well as well, to, to an extent as well. So, you know, yeah, really wish him well. I, I'm sure he will come back. It's, it's got a very survivable yeah, uh, rate as testicular cancer, and it was detected pretty early, and he, he sounds as if he's coming out the back of it. So that's, that's the best bit of news, Newcastle-wise, that we've had all week. I'll tell you something, Lee. He's one of these foreign lads that came in and really bought into it because he loves the club and, and loves the city as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a top, top guy. Um, you know, I... I, I I was very surprised that you know it, it's taken so long for for this news to be announced. Um, but it was al- it was always going to be Hannes Gutierrez's news to announce, which which everyone absolutely yes. done. But it, it has to be said that you know a lot of questions were asked when he didn't return for pre-season training, and maybe you know Newcastle should have at least come out with, with some kind of could have handled that a little bit better, a little bit better. Um, but yeah, great guy. You know, wish him all the best. Um, and he's a fighter, so hopefully yeah, he you know he can he can pull through this, and uh, we'll see him again in this city. You know, but this way I don't think he'll ever have to uh, buy a drink. No, no, he was he was he was like he was that kind of large life character as well. Yeah, it'd be great to see him back and very very healthy. Before we go, gents, obviously a game tomorrow. We'll try to forget for a second everything else that's going on. A really really tough match against. I think I mean I watched the game on Monday night. It was a terrific match, and Hull were great. Mark, we'll come to you first. What's your thoughts? I think that it will probably be a draw. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to sit on the fence and, and say one all. I think that... I think you've done that every week since no, we've I, started. I, I, think, I think I thought... You'd go down in a Premier League season. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 have you got 38 points from 38 games? You'd I, be, he would yeah. never see Christmas. I, I, think, I honestly think that Newcastle, it's... Tomorrow, I don't think all of that. I don't think all of all that. No, right. Okay. They're actually, if you look at the the points totals accrued since the turn of the year, Hull are actually down there with Newcastle. So, although everybody talks about how well Hull Hull have done this season, you know they've started okay. Uh, I don't think they're that great. I think Newcastle don't score goals. They concede too many. So that's my that's my worry <laughs> with Newcastle. But you know. They, they, at some point, this team has got to find something within. They are better than they're showing at the moment. That's that's why, and that's the most damning thing about Alan Pardew is that this team is not as bad as it looks. This team is not mm. as awful and woeful as it looks. And, and Alan Pardew needs them to get something. But I, yeah, I, mean, I said one all. Actually, I think it'll be two one to Hull. All right, okay, <laughs> Andy. Uh, quick prediction, but also uh, Remy Cabela could do with having a good game yeah, tomorrow afternoon. I, I'm I'm gonna go score draw. Um, I actually don't I don't know why. I, I just think actually Newcastle will play all right. And if that happens, I think part of it will be Cabela because he he hasn't shone at the moment. Um, First game he was good, and then he's yeah, disappeared a little bit. And I think it would be it would be a good time for him to shine. Um, I think it'll. Will suit him. He needs to get on the ball early, um, and um, if he does play well, I, I, I see Newcastle doing all right. But score draw. Okay, Lee, your prediction, but also never mind the, the goal. They got to stop conceding goals early on. Stupid goals. Six foot three centre forward has not been marked in the centre. You know, in the six yard box. If they stop doing that, they give themselves a platform. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll quickly give, give you my fear first for Saturday okay, night. Okay, right, excellent. My, my, my fear, <laughs> we could be here for a while. Yeah, my, my fear on Saturday night is, is that you know Newcastle lose the game, 
there's a lot of speculation about the manager and we're, you know, we're pretty much facing up to a late night and it, it could be a, a miserable night out there in, in the, on the old diamond strip for, <laughs> for the revelers who are going out for a drink. Um, so that's, that's my big fear. Um, what will happen? Hey, if Hull get a goal after five or ten minutes, the scoreline could be anything if, mm. if things start to implode because um, there's really no hiding place now. Can Newcastle do it? Well, again, it depends on how they start. They, as you all said, they can't, we can't seem to score goals. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. And uh, I, I can see a defeat, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. From my, from my point of view, it won't be a long night because I'm going on holiday tomorrow, so I'll leave you, <laughs> leave you along with it because I'm so unprofessional. I tend to agree with the doomsayers around this table. I think Hull are going to win. I think Hull are a half-decent side and Newcastle just look a bit of a beaten team. I hope I'm wrong. I hope there isn't much of a protest, although fans are more than entitled to do that. I just do not not sure that adds to the atmosphere at St James's Park. However, it gives us something to talk about and write about and keeps us in a job. Folks, thanks for joining us and we'll speak to you next week. Enjoy your game. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.